This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome to a very special episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. I'm here with my follically challenged friend. The Rit and Rit. Freeland. Yeah? It's not just a special show, special edition. This is a special week. It is a special week. It's a very, very special week. But it's an important and special episode in a very special week. It's the kickoff week, and we've got three huge names coming at you back to back to back all going to be part of ppw's eighth anniversary show this saturday september 11th yeah if you haven't gotten your tickets yet please cruise on by ppwwrestling.com you can hit the shop button and then go ahead and get your tickets if you have not already seen or heard uh they are going fast and furious uh man first row gone second row gone 60 percent of max capacity as of last week is sold out that's of last week so it it we may be at 70 80 90 we, we may be there already but if you can still go on to pp wrestling ppwwrestling.com and get your tickets i'm so excited um go ahead and still go ahead and try to get those tickets because you know what you don't want to be one of those people who says i thought about going and then i just didn't get tickets don't be that person. Get your tickets now. Man, and the first, what a guest to kick this off. I know. When his first match since NXT, Ooh. and it's live this Saturday, we have in studio right now, let's bring him in, the Bobby Fish. Wow, there he is, the man who's got the best-looking facial hair of all three of us. Man, look at that. That is sharp. I appreciate it. How you guys doing? All we right, are happy. good. Good. So, so Bobby, yeah. PPW this Saturday. Let's just get yeah. right down to it. You're taking on Deshaun Pratt. Mm-hmm. He, he's a veteran himself. World renowned known. He's mm-hmm. been everywhere. Man, any game plan going head up with him? Um, I'm familiar with, uh, with him from back uh, a number of years ago. So, um, I mean, I'm sure things change uh, over time, but if anything, I'm sure he's only gotten better. Um, excited just to be uh, getting back to some um, independent work and uh, getting out there and see see what I got. Bobby, uh, there's so many exciting things that are happening right now in wrestling, and, and one of the places that is – making a lot of waves is PPW. Can you talk to me a little bit about what makes, in your opinion, PPW so uh, of a destination place for people to go to? Um, I think they just do wrestling right. You know, there's uh, lots of different ways to to do this thing, and um, you can get it wrong, and, and a lot of places do, and, and these guys seem to uh, to get it right. So um, it's it's a good place for me to get my feet wet again. You know, when it comes to wrestling, obviously, we talk to a lot of different people and, and we like to ask them, you know, what are some things or what are some people that before you actually got in might have given you some inspiration into 
how you work in the ring. Was there anybody that comes to mind right now that you can say, you know what, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, they compromise who Bobby Fish is? Um, I was a, a big Dynamite Kid fan growing up. Um, the Great Muda was another guy that really captivated me. And then um, a little bit more contemporary, um, Samoa Joe was a guy that, that I feel like uh, early on when I discovered wrestling outside of what I knew as a kid, he was one of the guys that uh, was doing it in a, in a, a way that I appreciated. Um, so, yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, those three guys, pretty in- influential for me. You know, pre-pandemic, the, the indie scene was was white hot, and uh, it just seems like time seems to fly by so quickly. You know, we're already in 2021. It will be 2022 before you blink your eye again. When it comes to the independent scene, do you feel like we're going to get back to what that fever pitch was once again, where crowds are going to be so hot to see people all over the country? Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know. You know, I mean, I've been away from that scene, this scene for a while. So I'm excited to get back and see what it is. Um, I mean, I'll say at at least four years I've been removed, but, but maybe even a little bit longer because prior to um, going to NXT, um, my schedule was pretty packed with um, new Japan. I mean, at that point, 2015 or so, I think we were over there almost every month. So, wow. Um, independent wise, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of like going back to something new, if that makes any sense. Well, Bobby, one of the, the new slogans, I guess it is, is people are glad they'd be getting back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Bobby, are you happy to be getting back to the wrestling scene? Uh, on the indies and just go out there and do something you love? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm excited at the uh, prospect of of getting to um, take any restraints off and go out and uh, and just just do what I love to do, which is to, to find the creativity and in, in, in the uh, the art form that it is and um, just enjoy myself. I think as wrestling fans, we all kind of watch and we keep up with things and and we know uh, what we like and what we don't like. And I think sometimes we often get frustrated when it's not wrestling, when it becomes something else, um, those two other dreaded words. But when it comes down to pure wrestling and where, you know, guys can go at it and you can truly see their talent on display, it's got to feel good to know that there are other places out there that you're going to be a hot free agent and people are going to want to go ahead and take a look at Bobby Fish and see how he can fit into their company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about the prospect of all that's um, about to kind of kick off. And um, I I think the beauty of pro wrestling is that there's uh, there's different flavors and um, everybody has the chance to figure out what their, the flavor is that they like the most or, you know, which one comes in second and third and on and on and on. So I think there's room for this to be done um, a lot of different ways. And uh, that's what makes it uh, cool. And that's what makes it the most fun is that little bit of um, unpredictable and um, 
yeah, I am just excited about the idea of, of getting back to, to the creative, just uh, having a good time. Let me ask you this. How difficulty or how difficult, wow, how difficult is it when, you know, you're a wrestler and you have all these ideas and, you know, you have some great input on what you would like to do. And then all of a sudden your input isn't taken into consideration as much. Do you, do some wrestlers feel stifled by that at times? Um, I think we, we, uh, we all like any other career you grow within that career. And, um, you know, the, the Bobby fish that operated in this world at five years in is not the same guy that operates in this world. Now, you know, you grow with it. Um, and I think you, you learn what the ebb and flow is of it and, and how to survive in that, uh, culture. And then if you still enjoy that, then you know, like, okay, this is for me and I love this. Um, if not, I don't know, not everybody has the temperament for this, you know, not everybody can, can roll with the, with the punches, so to speak. And some people can't handle being told what to do or, you know, find their way in somebody else's scheme. So, yeah, I mean, you just got to be open. Well, Bobby, I was at PPW, uh, and so was FRM Pod last month for Aerial Assault. The crowd was explosive. They were loud. They were into it from bell to bell. Mm-hmm. Bobby, are you going to be ready when you come through that curtain? First time on the Indies in five years, mm-hmm. coming through that curtain, and they're just explode when they announce Bobby Fish. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait. Um it's with the pandemic and everything, you know, crowds took a little bit of a hit and uh, we did some shows in in less than ideal scenarios. So um, to get out there with the live crowd and, and to get that energy back from them. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't wait. Well, Mr. Freeland's giving me that, that look. So, well, yeah. well, well, I know that where your mind is going, and that's the thing. I know where your mind is going, but I want I want to ask you, or I more so want to tell you something that what you were a part of uh, for so many of us is probably one of the greatest factions uh, in recent memory. I mean, what you guys did during that time really brought it back for all of us, for all of us who were not sports entertainment fans, but for for those of us who loved watching wrestling and we loved watching what you guys did, you all gave us hope and uh, we loved every single second of it. And I just want to say thank you for that because, man, that made me stand up and cheer again. So I can't wait to see what's next for Bobby Fish. Yeah, I mean, I'll say you're welcome, but that even feels kind of weird because we had such a good time doing what we were doing that – you know, it's to think that we that was our job and we were getting paid for it, too. But it could be that much fun was was pretty awesome. It was that damn good, though. I tell you what, my hat's off to you guys. You guys made wrestling must watch. Uh, and uh, on Appreciate my behalf, uh, you guys actually made my son get back into wrestling. He loved okay. You still there, Rit? Yeah. Said, okay. uh, yeah, but, we uh, yeah. He he sat there and loved the whole undisputed era thing, and you know, just just loved it. Uh, that's but awesome. I appreciate now, that. 
I've got to ask the question that I ask everybody. I apologize ahead of time, Bobby. This is not the question that that should be part of a professional interview, but we're going to let this fly, I guess. Hey, hot tub time machine, okay? Okay. You can go back in the time Uh to any match in wrestling history. Okay. Take somebody out and put yourself in that match. What match is it? Huh. And we've had a wide variety of, of matches from, you right. know, any of them. Um, all right. Let's, uh, I guess we'll go back to Savage and uh, Steamboat. Yeah, Mania. Um, and uh, we'll take Savage out and I'll put myself Ooh. in there with Steamboat. Oh, we've had that answer, but we've always had the other way around, them taking yeah. Steamboat out. So I figured as much. Man. A, yeah, a Bobby Fish, Ricky much. Steamboat? Now that, yeah. my friend, would be pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. It's so exciting to to see that wrestling is so unpredictable right now, Bobby. We know uh, that you may know some things that we don't know, but you know what? It's so neat, and we never know where people are going to show up and we're so excited that you're going to be part of PPW, but you know what? We're going to keep our eyes glued to social media and uh, keep our eyes glued to the TV because you just never know. This is very true. Well, well Bobby, do uh, you want to tell everybody uh, where they can find you on social media? Um, at the Bobby Fish on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I will have my uh, Pro Wrestling Tees store up um, as of the 9th of September. Um, and that's where they can find me. We will continue to push that and push people in your Please. direction. And if oh, there's any sure. chance we could bring you back again, that'd be a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Anytime you guys let me know. Sounds good. Bobby, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thank you. Thanks Bobby. Right. Take awesome, care. Guys. See Thanks. you Saturday. Yes, sir. Wow. Bobby fish. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I've said this before and I, I know I probably sounded a little whatever, but the Undisputed Era is what made, for me, NXT, NXT. I mean, when you talk about them, you talk about the Horsemen in the same category. You you put any faction up against them, I, I dare you. I challenge you because the talent that those guys had was unsurpassed. I mean, they would literally tire you out and embarrass you, and they would just – they'd make you uh, – They'd make your tongue hang out because they were just that talented. And and see, everybody wants to say a faction is just a bunch of guys together. No, no. A faction is a cohesive unit yes. that works together for one cause. These guys were in every war games, every male war games in NXT, working together for the common goal. And they were dominant. Yeah. You know, you had Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, Bebe. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick, Roderick Strong. Strong, yeah. And, and and me personally, if you want to compare them to the Horsemen, Bobby Fish is definitely the Arn Anderson. Oh, absolutely. The he, he's the he, enforcer. He's the one that holds it all together. And man, just that whole time that brought NXT back for me. I I, lo- I enjoyed it when you know Cesaro was there early. Uh, but man. It was getting a little shady there for a while. Then all of a sudden, you had the Undisputed Era. And that brought it back for me. That brought it back for my son. 
And man, my son cannot wait to meet Bobby Fish on Saturday. I can't wait to see PPW this Saturday. No, PPW is going to be great, you guys. Let me go ahead and just remind you, go to ppwwrestling.com. It is one of the easiest things to do. Their, their website is great. You go ahead and click the shop button at the top of the screen. Once you click that, you click buy tickets. You're able to put in how many you would like, put your credit card information in, and boom, you're done. Please make sure that you are not one of those people who miss out on one of the most incredible events that's happening in independent wrestling brought to you by PPW. We're going to be going down the card, but there's so many amazing matches. But, but Rit, it's not just the matches. What else is going to be happening on Saturday? First off, we're having a three-hour seminar with Buddy Matthews, a.k.a. Wow. Buddy Murphy. Wow, a three-hour seminar. Yes. That's incredible. That is from 1230 to 3.30. A little hour break, and then, good God, Fan Fest, 4.30 to 7 o'clock. You get to go in and get all the autographs, the meet and greet, the merchandise. Where else are you going to see all these amazing people in one place? You know, I'll tell you what, when I heard that they were going to do a big Fan Fest, and with all the names they have on this, this is a who's who. I mean, obviously with Bobby Fish, Deshaun Pratt, um, you know, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, um, Ace Austin, Casey Navarro, Rachel Enzo Ellering, Cass, Rachel Ra Ellering, Mercedes Martinez, yes, Noah Kekoa. We want to sit there and talk about Moose. You know, Alpha Junior is going to yes. be. There. I mean, just it it never stops. It is just one huge name after another. And remember this, you guys, because that forbidden door has been blown wide open now. At any point in time, any of these people could be walking through that door. And I think that's incredibly exciting to be a wrestling fan right now. And, you know, PPW makes sure they put together some of the best shows. And the whole goal of their show is for you, the fan. Hey, that is why I think PPW and us, FRM Pod, Future Stars Now, work so well together. Because our goal is to put together the best show, the best interview for you guys. So we're excited about this. We're going to be doing, uh, we're, we're calling it the wrestling red carpet. Uh, it's going to be everything. The Ritz going to be there. Kate Hensler from Fightful is going to be there. They're going to be getting interviews with all the stars all throughout. We're going to have live camera shots of not only people at FanFest, but leading up to the big event itself. Bell time, we're going to get to talk to people as they're walking in the door. And then for the rest of you, I'll be here in the studio. We're going to be running down the card all for you. And that's going to be here on this very Twitch channel. And this is not the only promotion we're working with. We got the phone ringing right now. There's other promotions that we may be starting to do some wrestling red carpets with as well. So stay tuned for more information. Yeah, man. Just the card. WrestleMania-esque. If you want to talk indies of WrestleManias, this has got to be close to the top. I mean, for all the names that they have right now, it is, it's a huge card. I mean, if you had half of what this card was, it would be amazing, but it's not just half. It's, it's everything. I mean, from having MLW impact wrestling stars, um, stars from all over the world right now. It, it's neat to see all these different promotions and these stars from different promotions come together. I mean, Ace Austin 
is a huge star, and also he works with AAW as well, our friends up in Chicago. Great, great guy, Casey Navarro, who is not only one of the most talented guys in wrestling right now, who I'm sure he is going to 100% be on national TV uh, very, very soon. Then you got, obviously, Facade, which is one of my favorites as well. The Neon Ninja. Uh, Yes, I love, love this gimmick right here. I am so excited to see him. Um, And as we said before, Deshaun Pratt. I mean, Deshaun Pratt is one of those people that is going to be on everyone, if he isn't already, on everyone's radar. He is a big deal. Rachel Ellerling is a big deal. Mercedes is a big deal. Um, Casey Lennox. Casey Lennox is huge. Yeah, no, uh, I uh, another impact star that, that they just signed for a six woman tag match. Casey Lennox, Danny Moe, Adina Steele taking on Impact's Gia Miller, Valerie Vernon, and JC Storm. I love that. I love that. That's going to be such a great. They're going to tear the house down with that one. Six person tags are great matches. Love them. Um, you got Sambo Show which is a really, really great tag team, but they're going to be defending the titles against Project Mayhem, and uh, I'm a big Project Mayhem fan. Well, Project Mayhem, should we give them a little taste of what the card is for this week? I think we should. Tonight, you'd have seen former NXT star Bobby Fish. Coming soon, Hour 8, we've got the Alpha Jr. 8 o'clock Alpha Jr.? Yes. Wow. What else we got tonight? Nine o'clock. We got former NXT star Noah Keikoa. Oh my gosh. The names just keep coming, don't they? That's tonight. Tomorrow, we've got, speaking of him, Deshaun Pratt. Eight o'clock. Future stars now. Man. Then uh, we got to take a little break from PPW and we're going to sit there and and, uh, not the name drop. We got high end. From AEW Dark, from AAW. She'll be here with us at 9 o'clock. She'll be live. Wednesday, we've got Project Mayhem. Ooh, I and love Project Mayhem. We've got the No Limits Champion, Rembrandt, with Rembrandt Cosmic. And Cosmic? Yes. Little little magic on Wednesday. Thursday, we've got the JC Storm. And Mercedes Martinez. And then Friday. Oh, oh, we got a whole nother day. Gotta catch my breath. We got so many people. We got so many huge stars that are going to be on this week. Friday. Yes. PPW Heavyweight Championship Finals. Mm Mm-hmm. The closer, Joey Martinez, with Mr. Ruda, taking on Bro Keller. Mr. Keller, Bro Keller, whatever you would like to refer to him as. We just gave you a weak lineup of everything that's going to be happening on this Twitch channel. So every night this week, you can tune in to this channel, and you're going to be seeing in-depth interviews with the stars that are going to be headlining this big event happening at PPW. It is their eighth anniversary show, you guys. It is the biggest of the biggest. If you are in the area and you can't get tickets, well, guess what? I guess you're kind of out of luck, but you can always watch the pre-show here with 
us. It's going to be Kate Hensler from Fightful, my good friend right here, The Writ, and myself holding it down here in the studio, not only going over the card, not only going over match by match, breaking things down, but we're going to be talking to the men and women of the show as they enter and exit the locker room. We're going to be getting their comments right before they go out to the ring. But that's not all. We got FanFest. We're going to have our roving camera going around FanFest, catching everything that's being done there. Obviously, there's going to be a huge seminar even before the FanFest and so much more. Don't miss anything. It is PPW, the 8th anniversary show. It's huge, but you know what? You can sit back and enjoy it with us here on Front Row Material and Future Stars Now at this very channel. Man, I can't, I can't wait for this. But you want to know what else I can't wait for? Can't imagine your hair to grow. You'll be waiting. You'll be waiting a long time for that. Bigger than that, buddy. Well, well there's something else to grow, but I'll. It's a kid's show, so I'll leave it there. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! The brand new FRM Pod T-shirts. Look at that. Oh, you're, oh, rub- wait, wait. You're, you're, you're rubbing yourself a little too much there, buddy. There you we might- go. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll lean back a little bit so I can get you in the picture. If not, it'll just be about me. You 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 are terrible. Look at that, you guys. The new front row material shirts. You know what? We still got Jerry Lynn, Mikey Whipwreck. We still got our names on there. But guess what we have? We got the writ in Freeland on there as well. It's got all of us. It's a little throwback from the... ECW Massacre on 34th Street. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is tremendous. Limited edition right now. If you'd like to get your hands on a front row material, Mikey Whipwreck, Jerry Lynn, and Freeland in the Rit shirt, um, you're going to have to DM the Rit, see if he has any available. They're going very, very quickly. We have a very small quantity, uh, a very small shipment. And once they're gone, we don't know if we're going to bring them back or not. So you're going to have to go ahead and get a hold of the writ. Yes, uh, I got two already, <laughs> guaranteed. Our good friend up north, the butt, is going to have yes. his about three months. Three months. You know what are- I love? Here's what I love about the butt. Here's what I love about the butt. He keeps it real. And the other thing that I love about him was the man is a dedicated wrestling fan. He spent. I think including, well, his wife's probably not going to be happy if she hears this, but including duty, I think the man spent like $75 on a Sean Spears shirt just to uh, support his fellow Canadian. But we're not charging you $75 for our shirts, are we? No, no. If you live in the United States of America, it is a cool $20. $20. If you live up north in our good friends, Canada... $30. Why do you have to give that look when you say our good friends up north? Hey. Oh. But uh hey. no, all for real. I want to throw a shout out to Maverick Screen Printing out there in Arizona. Google them. They're on Facebook, they're on Yelp. They are the ones that made these shirts. I ordered them Sunday. Not this Sunday, last Sunday. They were done Monday, and I got them today. I was just about to say, if you said, I'm glad you clarified that, because if you would have said, order them yesterday, they're here today, (laughs) that would be incredible. That's the the Jimmy Johns. But no, (laughs) that's a short turnaround. It's a really short turnaround. I I gave it to him Sunday, the design, half payment up front. He got a hold of me on Monday. 
and said, hey, they're done. They're shipped on their way. And That's awesome. I, and then I paid the second half. That Man, amazing job at Maverick uh, screen printing. Yes. I got to give a shout out to my good friend Boog for hooking us up. And any independent wrestler that wants great shirt. I'm talking like, okay, I was telling Freeland before the show. <clears throat> like pro wrestling tees where we originally sell our shirts at. Yes. I got one. It was a good shirt. Yeah, not like, not like not like that iron-on one that you keep giving me shit for. <laughs> That's the first original FRM shirt. Continue. But th- when I put this shirt, or- shirt on and looked at it and felt it on me, it is better quality and a better made T-shirt than the ones you get at Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> Basically, you just shit on Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> you hey. realize that? Well, no. Hey, this yeah. man, this guy here, small small business, right. a little mom and pop shop, but he's got quality work. He does got quality. I will say this: when you sent me the uh, the picture of the finished product once it arrived, I was impressed. It looked really, really good. And now you, with you wearing it, it looks fantastic. Now, what sizes do we have? So, so people ahead of time. If they're going to DM you, say, hey, you know what? I want to make sure you got my size before. We've got large, extra large, and the slim 2X. Oh, 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 I like that. But we don't have any 3, 4, or beardo size, do we? No. If (laughs) if you really want a shirt (laughs) that size, you're going to have to throw me a little DM. Yes. Throw me me a little shout out on Twitch. That is underscore the underscore rip with two Ts. And tell me. When we uh, do our next uh, order, I'll get one special order for you. Like that. You're a man of the people. You realize that? I got to be. You look Amish, but you take care of people. I tell you what. I bet you make a good rocking chair. Hey, I even trimmed this up today. It looks good. I I trimmed down, you know, to make it a little fuller. So wait a minute. Hold on. Let, Let me ask you this question about your beard. Before before we got to get on to our, our, our next interview, what? How long do you allow that to grow? Are you going to ZZ top that thing? Like, how far are you going to let that go down? It, it it all depends. It all depends. It, it all depends on me. I picked up a pack of those the other day. They are quality. I'm telling you, in the heat, you just you just never know how close you are. All right, speaking of close, we are close right now to an interview with a huge wrestling superstar. He is part of a huge dynasty, if you will. This man's the head of our table. He is one and only Mr. Offa Jr. We are so excited. Hey, what's going on, guys? It hey, is how, so good to doing? see you. Oh, man, they messed up my name. Hold on. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to text you that earlier. It is so good to see you. Uh, how's life treating you? How's your How's your evening going? Life's pretty good, man. Uh, evening's going good. You know, pretty uneventful. <laughs> so we're doing good things. We're doing good, though. Well, we're, we've been talking about the big, huge event that's going to be coming up uh, on Saturday. It's the eighth anniversary show. It is PPW Wrestling. Um, there's so many big names, so many stars, so many great matches that are happening. 
tell us a little bit about what you're excited most about this big event of this eighth anniversary show. Man, I'm just excited to, to be a part of such a big event. You know, it's been a while with COVID and everything like that since since I've been able to get in the ring and mix it up with the stars. You know what I mean? Like a, a lot of time in the Indies, you, you don't really wrestle, you know, quality opponents. <laughs> but so it's been it's been very nice. It's It's been a pleasure to get in the ring and to mix it up with top top quality opponents. You know, when it comes to wrestling, obviously the landscape has changed. Um, so many people are going here, they're going there, they're appearing at different places at different times. Do you feel like now is one of the best times in a long time to be in wrestling? Oh, it's the best time to be in wrestling right now. You know, the, the landscape of the game is changing. You know, uh, there's a lot of exciting things happening on both uh, TV brands, you know, and, and Impact 2 and um, it's just, it's exciting to be, you know, good at wrestling at this point. <laughs> well, you have yourself a huge match coming up. Uh, we got big Cass, uh, Cass XL, who, uh, is going to be stepping in the ring with you. What are your thoughts? Have you ever got a chance to, to work with him before? Because I think this is going to be a battle of the Titans. Uh, no, this is a first time ever match. Um, I've never even trained with the guy. So, uh. It'll be interesting to see how our styles, you know, mix. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be Clash of the Titans. You know, he's seven foot tall, but you know, he's not the first big guy I've been in the ring with. So I'll be able to handle mine. Hey, meanness is real, and you can't teach that. <laughs> so when it comes to not only with PPW and wrestling on the Indies, but when it comes to like the fans themselves, what would you say is the most enjoyable aspect about when you get to interact with the fans? That has to be one of the most rewarding parts about what you do for a living. Man, uh, the fans are the best. You know, it's you'll be surprised the knowledge that these fans have or bring to the table. You know, a lot of fans that I'll be at some random show and someone will come in with a picture of me when I was, you know, 13 years old or even younger, just backstage with my dad or something like that. And, and these fans, you know, they, they cherish these memories that they have. And it's a blessing to be able to be a part of some new memories for them. You know, you know, if it wasn't for wrestling, we would seem a little creepy coming up to you guys. I mean, if it wasn't, I mean, that would be a little weird, but that's the thing about wrestling fans is that there's that lineage right there where you have grandfather to father to son and that time sitting down watching it, 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 it brings people together. And especially with your family, there's such a huge heritage. Talk to some people about your family itself and, and the legacy that, that your family has within the industry. Man, it's like, you know, it's it's kind of instilled in us since birth. You know, it's it's really all we know, all we've seen, all we've grow up, grown up around. Um, between you know, my dad, you know, with his training, everybody, and um, running his company WXW. Um, you know, even back in the day before it was WXW, when it was Trans World Wrestling Federation, and you know, and they were running, they were one of the very few indies back in the day. You know, back that's back when. WWE would, would do the talent exchange and let their guys work the indies and stuff like that. And it was, he was one of the few. So um, it, it's always been a blessing, you know, to grow up in the business. You know, um, I, I've done it all from setting up the ring a million times as soon as I could walk, you know, to, to learning how to bump at a very early age and, you know, going on tour and having my first match at 13. So it's, it, but it's been a blessing to do it alongside with my, you know, my siblings and, my cousins and you know and things like that so it's 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 just a blessing 
What was your first introduction, uh, the, the first memory, I should say, uh, with wrestling itself? Was it, you know, backstage somewhere or was it just traveling? Or what, what, what was the first thing you remember when it comes to a memory of wrestling? Man, my first memory. Uh, I, I, I got so many memories with wrestling. You know, it's, um, I would say early memories. I wouldn't necessarily call it first memory, but I got early memories of, um, Back when my dad was running his uh, his TWWF, he was running shows in New York and stuff like that. And at the time, midget wrestling was hot, you know, and uh, um, there was a midget match. And, you know, I'm just a little kid and everyone's egging me on. All the boys are ribbing me. They're like, you know, get up there, get up there. You could do it. You could do it. Then <laughs> in the middle of the show, I jump up on the ring and act like it was a tag match. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Kid, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a lot of memories like that, you know. But as far as going on the road and stuff like that, man, I was always on the road. It was always a blessing to be, you know, back on the road, back in the Yokozuna days and the Head Shrinker days. And you know, I, I kind of missed out on the Wild Samoan days, but I was I was able to to go on the road with the you know the Head Shrinkers and the Yokozuna, you know, and the Undertaker and Bret Hart days, and you know, it was a lot of fun. You know, there's families in wrestling that just stand the test of time. And I mean, I think obviously you have the hearts, you have the Von Erics, which are huge, uh, the roads, but your family, I mean, it, there's, there's only a handful of them that truly, truly have transcended wrestling itself. How do you feel about being a part of something like that? That is just, it, it, it stretches so long and for so many different genres and so many different eras to see that it's continuing now. It's got to make you feel good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it's just a testament to people like my father and, and my uncles and, you know, my, my brothers and cousins and stuff like that that have been able to pave the way for us. You know, they didn't necessarily make it easy for us. You know, I, I'd like to say that they made it a lot harder for us to succeed in this game because of how good they are and how good that they've turned out to be. So uh, we, we have a lot of weight to carry. You know, but I mean, it's just a blessing. You're going to hear that a lot from me tonight. Like, I, I cherish wrestling. Uh, I love wrestling. And and to be part of the Samoan dynasty and to come from a family like we have that, like, you can't, you could go back as far back as wrestling goes, really, and, and you'll find someone, someone in my family, you know what I mean, on top. It, it won't even, like, it's not even you just find some guy. It's like you'll find some guy on top, you know, and, and, that's, and that's really, really something, you know, uh, that we're proud of. Well, Alpha, uh, I got a chance to meet Pops, uh, your father, back yeah. when he ran uh, WXW out of Hazleton. And just to see him with the younger guys in there, you know, teaching, learning, and then sit down and just talk with me, you yeah. know, the, just being polite. And then after uh, PPW's Aerial Salt, you and I got the chance to talk afterwards. And it, it was like I got a flashback of, man, you know, you're just as polite as Pops was. And is and what do you what do you do when you're in the locker room and you know you see these younger kids in there do you go up to them and say hey you know try this or do you wait for them to come to you um in certain situations like if if they're training with me if they're you know one of my students or something like that then i'll go up to them and, and offer some advice you know um otherwise if they're just guys traveling in you know i kind of you kind of sit back and see who's really hungry, who who really wants it, you know. And and those are the guys who are, hey man, did you get a chance to see my match? You know what I mean. And sometimes you don't, you actually miss their match when they come to ask you. And 
you know, it's hard to tell these guys, you know, oh man, you know, sorry, I missed it. You know what I mean? But uh, in, in some cases that happens. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of sit back and, and I wait to see who's, who's who, you know, who was brought up right in the game, you know? Let me ask you this question. I mean, because, you know, it's funny when we talk to, to wrestlers about their training. I mean, your ba- yours started in diapers. So, I mean, it's really hard to say when it started and it, it just kind of continued and evolved. Um, outside of the bumps and outside of, you know, just the physicality of it, what were some things that were instilled upon you or instilled into you about the wrestling industry as it is? I mean, was there any anything that that was told to you um that you still take with you to this day man there's a couple things um it's uh my dad always used to tell me he goes uh you know be nice to everybody you know shake everybody's hand when you get in the building because you know you never know these cameramen someday we might be office the next you know and that and it comes it's true to this day you see you see these guys work their way up into the office ranks and stuff like that and they start as pencil posters or coffee getters and stuff like that and then a couple years down the road now they're head of talent relations and stuff like that you know so i i really take that you know to heart you know you never know who's who you you know be polite be you know be humble to everybody and uh you know thank everybody for for putting the show on you know because it's not just one man or, or one guy it's not just the promoter it's the whole team you know it starts with the cameraman to the guy setting up the ring you know all of them are are very appreciated I think it's special when you have, and we talk about this, and I think we kind of think it's kind of cliche or, or what not to say this, but when we say it's in someone's blood, like literally it is in, in your blood, um, how do you feel when it comes to other people? And this is not necessarily a large contention of people, but get into it for the wrong reasons. I'm sure you've come across those before. I'm sure your father has come across people before who just – they want the fame. They want the the pictures. They want all that kind of stuff. If you were to talk to somebody and someone says, I really want to get into wrestling, what would be some of the questions you might ask them? And depending on what they say, what are some answers you're looking for that might say they get it? Um, someone brand new trying to get into wrestling, man. First and foremost, I would look for an athlete. You know, uh, what kind of athletics you have in your background, you know? The more, the better, you know, the higher, the higher level that you've played or, or been to, the better. I think it helps with training. Um, and how bad do you want it? You know, because it's not easy. You know, people, people think that coming to, you know, coming to the Samoan training camp or something like that, you know, they think that they're skipping the line or something like that. Um, I mean, we just have a better, better platform to get people seen. You know what I mean with our history and stuff like that, but the work is still needed. You know, so you, you gotta grind. You gotta. It's a lot of grinding and, and self marketing and stuff like that to get yourself out there, especially coming up into the game. So it's just like, man, if you if you think that you're just gonna go and become GM of Monday Night Raw or something, <laughs> you know what I mean. I always tell these guys, man, it's it's not like that. You know, because even for me, I was second generation. It took me nine years before I ever even had a tryout. You know. So wow. It was. It was quite the journey. Well, uh, I know, you know, with Pops training and j- just going up there and watching, there wasn't no r- in-ring action, you know, for a lot of them. They were outside there doing their squats, doing their push-ups, doing their cardio, their running. Uh, do you still uh, hold the same standards? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I try to I st- try to stay true to 
to who I am because it's another thing that my dad always taught us is, you know, never forget, you know, where you came from. So it's like I try to, you know, and, and also it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. So it's just like we, my dad has developed, a, you know, a way to train these guys and, and his way works, you know, and it's proven successful. So it's like I, I try to evolve with wrestling, you know, my, my style of training versus my father's. But yeah, it's the cardio and, and, and the workout and, and I make you make you earn wrestling. You know, it's like you, you gotta earn your ring time. You gotta you gotta really respect this thing because if you don't, you know, it'll chew you up and spit you out. So, you know, we've heard about different types of training facilities and what they do. And, and way back in the day, Brad Rangans had his own way of doing things. You know, Ole Anderson had his own way of doing things. And it it, it seemed like their mantra was you're more than welcome to come, but at the end of the day, the number is going to get dwindled down and down and down, and it's going to show how badly you want it as far as coming back day in and day out. Right. From the amount of number of people who start, is that final group who actually ends up making it through, is it substantially smaller than what the number was when everything began? I think it varies per group. Um, you know, if you have a lot of hungry guys in one group, chances are majority of the class, if not all of the class will, you know, somewhat make it, uh, make it through training. Um, whereas if you have a bunch of guys who can't, you know, can't hack it and they get their jacket, you know what I mean? That, that kind of trickles down as well, you know, so it all depends on the class. I remember, you know, talking to some people that in my area, Cincinnati, there is Les Thatcher and he ran HWA Heartland Wrestling. And it was one of those things where, like you said before, people set up the ring. They ran everything. There were people who ran promotions and who hung up posters on telephone poles and who sold tickets. And it, it's one of those situations where everybody has to do a little bit of everything because <clears throat> nothing works. There is no show unless everyone is willing to pitch in and do different aspects of that. Right. Is it hard to convey that message that, hey, guess what? You are a wrestler, but you might want to keep that in check because there's other things that I'm going to need you to do as well? Or do you think most people understand, hey, that's just part of it? I think um, some most people understand. You know, you, you have a lot of prima donnas these days, you know, <laughs> um, who don't quite get it. You know, that they think that they don't have to set up the ring because there's a ring crew, blah, blah, blah. However, uh, you know, we have to, you know, kind of enforce that so that when they do get to the show, you know, because when you do sign WWE developmental and stuff like that, you're going to be setting up the ring. Like these guys are, they're sadly mistaken if they're, if they think they're not going to set up the ring and stuff like that when they get signed, you know, so I'm only trying to prepare them, you know, um, for what they're, what they're going to be asked to do in the future. And as far as setting up the ring, they're going to be asked to do that as far as, you know, working the camera and stuff like that and giving a hand and stuff like that. That's only going to help out in the long run, too, with filming your own promos and getting good angles and taking good cuts and having that, you know, behind the camera experience. So everything is for a reason. Well, you said earlier that it took you nine years to get your tryout. So what was the tryout process like? Uh, you know, what was it like when you finally got the... <clears throat> Odd that you, hey, I'm gonna sign you. Yeah. Um, so back then, um, it was 2006 um, when I went down and had my tryout. I was in uh, Natty Nightheart and TJ Wilson or you know Tyson Kids tryout class, and it was in Deep South Wrestling. So back then, um, it was a paid tryout. So uh, 
you know, they took care of me to go down, took care of my, my travel and stuff like that um, for the week. Um, so I was down there for the week and they put me through their camp, um, you know, and they killed us. You know, it was Bill DeMont's camp at the time. It was Bill DeMont and Dave Taylor. They had split classes um, and it was Jody Hamilton who ran, you know, Deep South. Um, and they had a lot of talent there. Um, you know, Jack Swagger was there, Kofi, um, but man, there's a lot of guys there. Heath Slater, Fandango was down there. Um, you know, who else? Um, Gallows, you know what I mean? There was a lot of guys, Brodus Clay. There was a lot of guys there very early in their career that was, that was down there. So, um, yeah, so I, so I ended up going down there to the deep South and it was, I had a blast down there in deep South, man, you know, but the, but the tryout itself, it was brutal. It killed me and it was doing all kinds of squats and running and drills and drills and drills and drills. And you were blown up, gas, legs, noodles, spaghetti legs, you know, before you ever touched the ring, you know what I mean? And I was just like, man, I was like, I know I'm glad my dad isn't the only one who trained like this. So I was somewhat prepared, <laughs> but man, they, they, they really turned it up. You know what I mean? It's, it's like everything that you would expect. Like I was a division one football player, so it would, it would kind of be, everything that you would expect from an NFL camp. You know what I mean? Like they really had their, wow. their program together. Wow. Was there, uh, was uh, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona down there at the same time as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I believe I heard a story about, did, did everybody stay in like a, like an apartment complex down yeah. there as well? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Heard, for I, the most part, it was just like split. It was split up. Most of us yep. were in one apartment complex. Um, and then the others stayed in another apartment complex, but it was just, it was like college, you know, it was, everybody was, you always running into everybody and it, it was, it was a blast. Like I had a great time in developmental, more so and, in Tampa than, than Atlanta. You know? Any, any fun stories about that specific thing in Atlanta? Any funny stories about either going out to eat or hanging out with each other? Any funny, you know, little goofy things that have happened? And my time in Atlanta was pretty brief. Like, I was only down there for, like, two or three months before they shut it down. Um, but, you know, they came in, and, and they shut it down, and they literally pulled up with the office, Johnny Ace and everybody. They pulled up with the truck and everything, and they sat the whole, the whole you know, locker room down, and they told us that, that hey, we're, we're shutting it down, and we're taking all of our stuff. So then we started – it was like a movie, man. We, they pulled all the, all the big banners and everything off of the walls, and, you know, they all hit, and – we were told to don't come back. Like this is the Ooh. last time that you guys are, are are coming to this building. So get everything now, and and then we'll move into Tampa, and we'll be in touch. So then we basically had two weeks to move to Tampa, and then when we got down there, it was just like man, we didn't have we didn't have a facility, nothing. It was just we were waiting on like on standby, you know. And and then um, they finally started finding places for us to train. Like at first we were training at a, like a batting cage place, you know, like a multi sport place so there's little kids hitting baseballs and stuff while we're training you know <laughs> and then from there we ended up going into like a, a Publix warehouse you know it was hot as hell in Tampa Florida man we were training in there with Dr. Tom and and everything like that and that's when Seamus and the Bella Twins and all these all you know all that group started coming in and it was and it was crazy it was just it was like college it was like college all over again because you know I went to UConn and UConn was a great time, you know, being a division one football player on scholarship and just living that life. And, you know, that lifestyle in college was an amazing time. And it was like doing college all over again when I got down to Tampa. <laughs> it was a great time. So you're in Tampa now. You guys have moved from from Georgia. And so you're in Tampa now. All right. No BS here. 
Who could bench the best? Um, out of that class? Out of that class. Man, strong guys in that class. I mean, Brodus was always really strong. Um, bench press, man, I don't know. There wasn't really too many, like, powerlifter guys out of that class. I, you know, and my bench isn't very best. If you would have said who had the best deadlift, I'd definitely say me. But <laughs> <laughs> bench press, man, I, I'd, I'd say it was one of the big guys, probably like a Seamus or a Brodus or someone like that. Wow. When it came, you know, you're training, you're in Florida. Obviously, you're, you're having a good time. Tampa's a beautiful area. I know uh, Tampa St. Pete, Clearwater, very, very well. Spent a lot of time down there. That seems to be a wrestling hub for, uh, for a lot of guys, um, current and former. And, you know, with your family being in it, you, you know, a lot of the guys from the 80s, the 90s, they're always down there. Did you ever get any advice when you were hanging down there from some of the older guys, from the, the original 80s and 90s guys who would come across you and say, "Hey, how's it? How's it going in the warehouse?" Uh, I mean, you always get you always get advice when these guys come in. You know, when these guys, you know, all the old timers, they would come over and they'd always drop knowledge on us. You know, as far as stuff that that really sticks out, it was just like, man, if it wasn't really like you know somewhere to go eat or something like that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's really what st- stood out to me because it was just like there were so many old timers coming in. There were so many legends and and stuff coming in to drop knowledge. And it was just like, we were absorbing it from all angles, you know? And, and like, when you have coaches like Dusty Rhodes and Tom Pritchard and, you know, Norman Smiley and Billy Kidman and all these guys and, and Steve Kern and, you know, like the knowledge. Is, and then they have all the guys that are coming in too, like Dean Michael and Anderson and Ricky, you know, and Ricky Steamboat and all these other guys and, and Barry Windham and everybody coming in, man. It's, it's like the knowledge is, it's, but like you have no choice but to learn wrestling. Like if you don't love wrestling when you're down there in developmental, man, like it's just not for you. <laughs> now, when you're in developmental, is there much free time? Meaning, you know, did some of you guys did you bounce? Did you do anything as far as work, or was it one of those deals where, hey, this is your main gig, and and that's basically it? When you're not doing this, go home, rest. You know. Yeah. No. Um... Well, in, in FCW, it was a lot of, we had a lot of like extra work to do because we had to build the territory. Like we weren't established. There was nothing. We didn't have a building. So we had to go out we had to get shows basically anywhere and everywhere that was willing to have wrestling, you know? And um, so that was a challenge, you know, we're, we're WWE, you know, developmental camp and, and we're wrestling in flea markets and, and bars and you know what I mean? Like we're just wrestling everywhere that, that would have wrestling at state fairs. It was just like, man, this is so indie <laughs> you know what i mean it was just like but, very humbling yeah it was very very humbling and a lot of these guys it was it was a reality check for them you know and it was to me it was no problem i was just like man I, i've been doing this you know i, I could do the indies like I, I could work these small crowds that's that ain't nothing because when you get in there and then you know from the wwe training is more studio based you know and it's, they they train the wwe style and they have the studio crowd that comes in every week it's not a studio crowd but you know it's the regulars that come in every week you know five ten dollar admissions whatever just to get a crowd just to perform in front of a crowd where now is when you're hitting the road and you, and you got to build the towns you know with good matches and good talent and stuff like that and it's a little more challenging for these guys and that was something that they weren't used to you know they're just used to Georgia style wrestling, they, you know, and, and but wrestling is different everywhere you go, every city, every state, you know what I mean? Like it's different everywhere you go. So not the Georgia style didn't really get over in Florida. Like they wanted it to, you know what I mean? So it was just like all these guys were in panic mode. Um, and then there was a couple guys like me and um, 
Eric Perez was pretty good, you know, out of the developmental and Bradley J out of Chicago and stuff like that. There was a couple of us that were knew what to do. We knew how to, to raise the game on the shows and stuff like that. And, and we knew how to stand out, you know, and, and that's why a lot of us, you know, that's why we all flew up to the show so fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, we knew how to show out. We know how, we knew how to, to work any, really any environment, you know, big show, small show, big arena, small arena, you know, bar with 30 people or, you know, Jewish community center with 500 people. It didn't matter. Like certain guys knew how to really carry the load on the, you know, to carry the show load. And, and that was awesome to, to be able to go in there and basically pick your match with, Oh, who do you want to work tonight? Huh? Give me Slater. Give me, give me TJ. Give me, give me one of these guys that could go with you, you know, and really burn it down. And, and I was privileged enough to, to end up being the, the FCW champion. Uh, I was the second ever FCW champion. Harry Smith was the first. I was second. And uh, yeah, I had a good run. So I love the way you said, you know, depending on where you are in the country, there's different styles that people that you're going to work and, and what's going to work in this part of the country may not necessarily work in this part. Right. Um, I remember hearing an interview, I believe it was either with, with Jim Cornette or somebody said, in the South, it's a little bit different. Things are a little bit slower. It's not that fast pace. It's not the whole gaga stuff. It's it's very much they want to feel like you're one of them, right? Uh, and not so much glitz and glamour and all that kind of stuff. So, when it comes to determining how you're going to present yourself um, when you first go out there for matches, walk me through that process. How did you determine? I mean, obviously you're a monster. I mean, I mean that in, in a good way, but like, you're just this intimidating presence. How do you determine, okay, this is the way I want to present myself to the audience. This is the way I want to dress. This is the way I want to talk. Was it heavily based upon what you wanted or was it kind of a give and take between the people uh, at FCW? As far as appearance goes, it was pretty much what I wanted to do. You know, um, I didn't really change appearance too, too much based on, on, you know, crowd reaction or, or where we are, you know, Jay geographically um i would change my style of work you know and, and that the moves and stuff like that that would that would work in the, the georgia the deep south you know territory it was very simple you know those people they they would be happy with just a hip toss and an arm drag and drop kick you know what i mean it was very simple for that kids love it you know it's more of a family show there whereas in tampa tampa was like a hybrid it was a weird place because you think Tampa, we're in the South. You think it's going to be traditional, you know, down South wrestling, and it wasn't. It, it reminded me more of a, of a Northeast style crowd, you know, because you have people from all over. Um, so it was a little, little challenging for these guys, but, you know, eventually we cracked it. And, and once we started showing out, like, like, you know, like we would in Philadelphia and, and wrestle more of that Philadelphia style, that's when we really started to draw and, and you know, do good business in, in Tampa. Would you say you were always a fairly confident person um, with your abilities and where you were when it came to after your training and you started having matches? Or is confidence something that can only come with time and just with, you know, just match after match? Or do you feel like, hey, I came out, I felt confident in who I was from the word go? Um, very early. I'd say those first nine, like, I wasn't very confident, you know, like. I came, I was, I was blessed to be, you know, featured in ESPN, the magazine and WWE magazine and stuff like that very early on in my career. Um, <clears throat> but 
as far as the confidence goes, man, I was as shy as anyone ever could be, <laughs> you know, and, and that didn't come really um, until we moved to Tampa. Like when I, even when I signed and had my trial in WWE, man, they, they know wrestling so good. They, they make someone like me who was born into wrestling. Like I know wrestling, but like the back of my hand, but they make someone like me question, do I really know wrestling? Like, you know, like I think I know wrestling, you know, like they really know their stuff, you know? So, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> You seem very, very humble uh, when it comes to things, and obviously that has a lot to do with your upbringing, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for that because I feel like humility nowadays, not only in wrestling, but really in just in life in general, it, it seems to be dwindling and dwindling, and the respect for just your everyday neighbor, man, it, it's just not there, but I think that when you're raised a certain way to you know, handle yourself, conduct yourself a certain way, so that kind of leads me to this, the whole locker room thing. Handshake everybody or do you shut your mouth and sit down? Because th there's there's different people who say different things, obviously with, with your heritage and everything, your family. What is the thing to do? Like if, if you had trained me and I'm in new, do you say, Mike, shut your mouth, sit down, don't say anything? Or do I introduce myself to everybody? Man, you go shake your hands. You got to shake your hands. You got to start off with the handshake. Because if you just sit there and you're the sneaky, quiet guy in the corner, nobody likes that. <laughs> like, but yeah, you know, get off your ass and go shake everybody's hand and introduce yourself and then go sit down and be quiet. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things. It's like we're always trained, you know, eyes and ears open, mouth shut, you know, and, and, and that's and that stays true to this day. So go in there, shake your hands, you know, be coachable um, and be easy to work with. You know what I mean? Don't. It's easy. It's easy to get a to get an ego in this business and you know become a self mark because you get a pop here and there. You get a little bit of steam on the internet. You know what I mean? It's very easy to lose who you are and what what made you. You know, and, and I try not. I try not to do that. I try to stay true to who I am. I try to stay true to the fans. You know what I mean? Because I try to talk to all the fans. I try to answer as many inboxes as I can. You know. Um, Sometimes I sound like a robot a lot of the times, but I mean, I'm actually doing it though. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's just a blessing. I think it's sometimes we see, you know, with nepotism and, and people think that, oh, just because you're born into something, that's the reason that person succeeded. They're, they are, they're discrediting the fact that in most cases, and I've learned this from my dad in corporate America, it's even harder for people who are born into the industry who have a lineage and a family. It's it's more difficult because there's so much more pressure that is put on you as a, as, as being just Mike Freeland coming into train. Do you know what I mean? Because there are these preconceived notions and expectations that you have to not only handle your own business, but then you have to go above and beyond because that's what your predecessors have done. Yeah. Do you feel like in a lot of ways that people – get the wrong perception when it comes to wrestling. Oh, such and such is related to this person or such as, Oh, I tell you what, that's how they got the job. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely not the truth, is it? No, it's absolutely not the truth. You know, how many second generation guys come and go and, you know, have tryouts and think they want to be wrestlers. And, you know, a lot of them, some of them sign, you know what I mean? But a lot of them don't make it, you know what I mean? Like a lot of them in my family have, have had opportunity after opportunity to, to grab the contract and, a lot of them have missed the contract, you know? So it's 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 really hard, man. It comes down to, to the individual, though, you know? Because at the end of the day, the family is, the name is only going to 
really open the door for you. But we got to do the work, you know, and and it's it's just hard. It's really hard to like right now. Hey, if I call WWE, wait, what's up? You know what I mean? Like right now with the storyline, yeah, I fit. But without the storyline, right? Do I fit? A lot of Samoans up there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. It, it's hard. It's hard, especially being the same age and as everybody else up there right now. You know, it's 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 hard. But I'm gonna get mine. What what would you say when you talk to people, especially wrestlers, and, and, and this even goes with you, we often hear the phrase, you have to set yourself apart from other people. Mm-hmm. What makes you stand out amongst five, ten other people? Because only one spot, you know, very few spots are available. How do you approach something like that? What is it that either you do or that you give people advice to, you know what, this is what you need to do to stand out? Uh, if it's you gotta you gotta stand out in a room full of wrestlers. You know that's what I always tell all these students and everything like that. It's just like, how do you do that? Figure it out. Like I can't. That's not a, a one thing that anyone could just give you. Okay, like here's the you know the fast way to stand out as a wrestler. You know it could be anything. It could be the way you present yourself. It could be the color of your hair. It could be the way you dress. It could, it could be anything. You know what I mean? It could be your gear. It could be the way you work. It could be anything. But how do you stand out in a room full of wrestlers? So when you when you're able to figure that out. You know what I mean? Then, then you start seeing who, you know, who's who in the wrestling game. You know what I mean? Because the guys who ultimately end up making it are—they're all standouts. You know what I mean? Like Big Cass, stand out anywhere. You know what I mean? Enzo, he'll stand out anywhere. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of the the guys on the PPW show—they're standing out anywhere. Uh, Kona Reeves, standing out. You know what I mean? Like they're all standout guys. You know, so they weren't always like that, though. You know, we didn't always stand out. It took us a while to figure it out. To figure out, you know what to wear, how to present ourselves, you know what I mean, to figure out that package. But, yeah, if you could stand out in, in a room full of wrestlers, yeah, try to do that. But as far as me, like, man, if I'm up for a spot and what makes me stand out from everybody else, there's not a man on earth that has more experience than me at my age, and, I, and I'll take that. You know what I mean? I'm the most experienced 36-year-old wrestler in the world, and nobody could take that from me. Yeah, you sit there and you talked about uh, trying to stand out. And there's one guy on the PPW roster that, you know, very young. And we got to talk to him last week, Encore. Yes. And when he comes out, man, that man catches the crowd right away. Yep. He's very young in the game. He's very young. And he caught my eye from the first time I seen him, too, which is hard because I haven't seen a lot of wrestling and stuff like that, you know. So um, that kid is very good and he has a lot of potential, you know, and. And he's, he's someone that I, I've pulled aside a few times and like, hey, man, I see what you're doing. Keep going. You know what I mean? And you can offer that, that little bit of encouragement for these guys. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it's a gamble for a lot of these guys. They try something different and see what works and what, you know, who notices and stuff like that. But he's he's doing his thing and, and he has a very bright future. You know, you go up and down the PPW roster, and, and like the Ritz said, there's so many people here that are so good. I mean, I love Casey Navarro as well. I, so many people on this card for the eighth anniversary show. Would you say the mindset of wrestlers has changed as far as how they present themselves, as far as branding, as opposed to when you originally got into wrestling? Do you think people are more aware of branding and name recognition and that whole marketing package as opposed to maybe 15, 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. The game has changed. We have the internet now. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? When it comes to the internet, you have to change and roll with it. Because if you don't, if you don't adapt to the times and stuff like that, you get left in the dust. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, like with with, I think with the internet, with the self marketing and stuff like that, like man, if you're not out here doing it, if you're not out doing the podcast, if you don't have a pro wrestling tea store, you know what I mean? If you're not doing, you know, you got to stay relevant, you know. And, and 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 sometimes it's very hard to stay relevant if you're not working for companies like PPW and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a grind man even for guys like me you know guys for like big cast and all these other guys it's it's a grind for us all to get on the shows together you know what i mean because a lot of time in the indies promoters could only afford one of us you know so it's like when we have a chance to get out there and, and get on a, a lineup like we got coming in, in ppw man it's it's a great time it's an exciting time to be in the business uh you've been with ppw for quite some time now what how can you compare that locker room to other locker rooms to make it different to make it more exciting that you've been in well i was with ppw in the very beginning when they first started and i took a couple years off you know with them as i was touring the world and and doing a lot in puerto rico and and europe and stuff like that and africa um so in the beginning the locker room it was you know pretty indie It's a pretty indie locker room, but you, know, you got to start somewhere, you know. But they mixed the indie with the right guys, guys like Tommy Slade, and I and I got to really give Anthony McKeegan credit, man, because he's doing his thing in PPW, and, and guys like Paul Ball, and you know, and even Kipe, you know, Julius Kuyper, the you know, the commentating crew and stuff like that, and, and you know, all the hands that they got on deck, and they really they really run a good show, you know. And but the locker room from from day one to now, it's it's completely different, completely different. It's completely different. It's just like, man, you felt like you were an indie back then, and then now you feel like you're you're working somewhere worth working. Like you, you feel like you're part of a product, like a national. You know, it gives you that national kind of vibe. Like, oh man, this is this talent pool is deep. You know, I mean, we got a lot of guys trying to trying to be part of the roster, full time roster. A lot of a lot of stars. You know, so that's just a testament to, to PPW and the way that they've continued to do business and you know, to offer the product and, and, and expand the product and, and, and to know that, you know, the stars and stuff like that is, that's what's going to turn out the fans, you know, mm-hmm. the fans are going to come to see that as much as the indie guys and stuff like that. It, I think it should just make them raise their game to be, to be part of a show, to be on his roster. You know what I mean? Like, man, Encore, he fits in with just like with everybody else. You know what I mean? Uh, Joey Martinez, you know what I mean? He's a star, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of these guys are stars, you know what I mean? And, and they're going to catch their break. And PPW is, they set a lot of guys on their way, you know what I mean? So it's, PPW is, to me, it's, it's it's one of the top in the Northeast. It is the very top in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, and I'm proud to work there. Yeah, you sit there and, you know, talk about some of the great talent of PPW. And just going down, down the card, like, if you look at it, it's like, man, it's not like you're seeing, you know, just big names versus big names. PPW, Paul and Anthony, they go in and switch things up. They yeah. they want to they want to accentuate the younger rising and mix them up with the, with the older veterans yeah. to learn to get their name out there. Uh, you know, last month you have uh, you had what was it? Deshaun Pratt taking on uh, Davy Richards. Davy Richards. You yeah. know. The, the, the Sean Pratt, he's been around for a while, but 
you know, that's a different side of him. He's doing going his thing his... right now. Deshaun Pratt is doing yes. Another you know, it, right now. He's uh, one of those and, guys that just absolutely stands out in PPW. And and I can't wait till we get to sit down and talk to him for night two of the red carpet. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, he's a great talent, and, and I'm happy to see him, you know, get the recognition you know that he deserves because he's a hell of a talent. Man, Mike Carlando is another one. You know, you uh, things didn't turn out what like like it was supposed to be last month at Aerial Salt. You know, it's supposed you're supposed to be you and Mike Orlando in a tag match. It ended yep. up in a huge eight man tag, and of course, you guys got your hands raised. But he's another big name guy right there that just loves working. He's going up against Moose, yep. you know, and up and down the you know, plenty plenty of young talent. Yeah, and they are all thankful for guys like you, you know, guys that come in like the Buddy Matthews. Uh, guys that come in, another one's JT Dunn, plenty of experience. Yeah. And these younger guys get to learn and, you know, under you guys, ask for advice. And like you said, PPW is one of those places where they go to the next level. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of the biggest shows I've seen in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, PPW is one of those companies where they like to reward the boys. They like to reward hard work. You know, and, and it's very, um, it's very easy to, to book the, you know, name versus name, you know, star versus star. But, you know, with PPW, the way that they do it and the way that they mix it and the way that they, you know, they book their matches and stuff like that is they really book quality matches. You know, it's just like that's how, you know, Casey Navarro and stuff like that, how these guys are born, you know, because they, they get put in matches with guys like Davey Richards and stuff like that that really helps elevate their game and really helps put an eye on them more, you know, a, a bigger eye, you know, and as far as social media and stuff like that goes, because it was just like, you, you kind of piggyback off of your opponent's fans at that point, you know? So if you really bring it, you know, you, you might make some new fans that way, you know? So it's just like, man, it's a blessing to have this platform for these young guys to get in there and have the platform that they have, you know, that PPW offers. Uh, man, it's a great time. It, 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 PPW, man, it's a vibe. You know, it's funny what you mentioned earlier that it just kind of resonated with me. You know, the difference between now versus maybe 20 years ago plus is that IWTV, you know, a lot of wrestling promotions have contracts with them where they have their weekly shows or their pay-per-views or a lot of promotions are working maybe with a fight. So it's a lot different. The independent scene has changed because obviously there's so many outlets now to be able to see shows live on Twitch. Uh, a lot of different promotions run their shows live on Twitch. So now people have access to not only going to a live show, but being able to see the weekly show with the storylines that lead up to it. It's so much different than what it was before running a once a month show. And then obviously you hope people come back and you promote the next show and you're able to continue this a little bit more. You're able to get a little bit more traction. You're able to get a little bit more following and the wrestlers are able to interact with the, the spectators as well, whether it be social media or before or after the show. So you're right. The game has changed in so many different ways, but I think it's, it's done it for the, the best or the better because a lot of people now you don't have to send out tapes. Everything is, is right here. Right. You know, you have an, you have a amazing match. Obviously everybody's going to be talking about on social media. One click, they share it on Twitter. Then it's on Facebook. Then it goes viral. And then you get a phone call. 
So I think that's the aspect of wrestling right now that I think is so great is the interactive aspect of it right now. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think with the interactive aspect, it, it kind of makes it, it, it helps the boys. You know what I mean? It helps the guys a lot because it's just like, you don't really have to take the time to get over everywhere with the power of the internet. You know, whereas like, you didn't have to learn, you know, it's like, you still have to learn the styles in every territory and stuff like that. But like, you're walking in and people already know who you are. So it's not like a day one start over with every booking or every territory. You know what I mean? So you kind of, you, you bring with what whatever you do, you know, you bring your YouTube, you bring your following and you bring your reputation with you. So it's, it's a blessing, you know, because back then, man, you had to tape trade, you had to make phone calls, man, it was hard, it was hard, you know, if a promoter didn't call another promoter, chances are you weren't getting booked, you know, you could show up and set up the ring and stuff like that, and man, it, it was really hard to get on back then. Nowadays, man, you just put up the right video with some fancy editing, you'll, you'll get someone's attention. We've talked to several wrestlers nowadays, and, and we asked the question, and we said, you know, be honest with us here. After you have a match, and whether it's on fight or a pay-per-view or TV or whatever it may be, how soon are you looking at your phone to see if anybody tagged you or if anybody you're talking? What would you say is the over-under now about people heading to their phones when they get back to the locker room, or is that more on an individual basis? I think it's individual. You know, if you, if you care, you should you should go right for it. You know what I mean? While it's fresh, you know, so you can learn from it. Um, I, I I always watch my matches like as as fast as I can get them, and I watch them over and over again. You, know, you know, to learn what what to do, what not to do, what what could I have done better? You know, and and study the stuff um, more so than like being a fanboy of myself. You know, I, I kind of see what works. You know, and why did I do that versus something else? You know what I mean? It's it's, it's like I kind of watch my stuff. And, and give it a film breakdown like I would anybody else, you know, with the sole, the sole uh, purpose is, is to just improve, you know, so I, I'm at it. As soon as I could get it at the last show, I didn't, you know, with the camera crew and the camera guys and everything like that, I was just like, oh, before you tear it out, let me see the moonsault. I want to see the moonsault. It's just as fast as it happens, it's like you want to see it. You mentioned before that uh, that the guys really take uh, are taken care of in PPW, and and we've heard that from day one. And and they've actually told us the most important thing to us is the boys and girls, the the, the people on our roster. That is our one hundred percent focus, and I think that's amazing coming from the owners that their m- main focus is taking care of those who 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 bring the house. Um. Take me back in time a little bit, because another question we often like to ask people is paydays. Uh, in some places, when you first start off, you may get dinner afterwards, meaning whatever's left of the concession. Right. Um, there's a reality to that as well. And being on the independent scene, it's it's not what everyone thinks it is. So kind of walk me through a little bit of, of what that's like and how difficult that can be when you're trying to really make a name for yourself in the very beginning and you're realizing, how am I going to get gas? How am I going to do this or do that? Well, um, man, that's touchy. You know, this is, here comes the controversy because I, I like to see it, you know, the boys get paid, you know, um, when it comes to the, the paydays and stuff like that. However, they're not entitled to get paid. You know, at the end of the day, they're, they're trying, you know, to, to get better and they're trying you know, it's just like if a comedian came in and did a show, uh, do you have to pay the comedian because he told a joke? You know what I mean? Like, or is he just trying to 
use the platform to, to get better gigs and you know potentially make money elsewhere. So it's like in the beginning for these guys, it's like, man, don't don't look for the money, don't look for those paydays, don't look for it because you know if you're looking for it, you're gonna get let let, let down a lot, <laughs> especially when you do get the handshake, you know, with the envelope and you open it up and there's twenty bucks or something in there, and it's just like, oh man, like you know, we we ate more than that on the way in today, you know what I mean? So it's just like, but you gotta use it um, as an opportunity, as a, as an experience getter, you know. And, Every match is a, is a new opportunity to get paid um, and to grab the attention of the bigger companies so that you can finally get some money, you know. But in the beginning, for these early guys in the, in the indies and stuff like that, um, man, unless you're a draw, unless you're the reason that the fans are coming, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's a, it's a business. Unless, unless you're a draw, unless you're an asset to the company, and I wouldn't look for money, you know. Certain guys, yeah, they're draws, you know. Um, they come with the tickets, you know what I mean? Tickets, they'll come in to see certain guys, and we're young guys, man. It was just like, how much of a draw are these guys? You know, like, right. I could say Encore is a draw right now. People talk about him. Everybody's talking about Encore. Everybody remembers Encore. Um, you know what I mean? So it was just like, yeah, he's starting to draw. You know, he's starting to create some value for his name. You know, so down the, down the road, you know, Encore could probably make some a pretty penny in this game if he continues his, you know, his thing. I don't remember who actually said it um, in, in, I bet a bunch of people have actually said it to be honest with you, but in regards to the whole payday and whatnot, you have, every time you step in that ring, it is a commercial. It is an advertisement for yourself, which you cannot put a price tag on that. Someone is giving you a chance. Now, once you step through those ropes, it's all on you and it's what you do with that. And if you do it well, then yes, the money will follow you. But at some point in time, the onus falls upon you to get paid because you have to be the one who brings attention to yourself and you have to be the one who at the next show is responsible for putting people in the uh, in the seats. Well, it's also on you. You know, it's your responsibility to try to get booked on these better shows. You know, you could run these little fire hall shows and stuff like that. That's everywhere. You know what I mean? And that that's what waters down. Not not to, you know, talk bad about those groups or anything like that, but you know, uh, you can't do that. You gotta you gotta go for better, you know. You you gotta you know, and it's hard to just you know, once these guys get on ROH or, you know, they start to get some T V time and stuff like that, then these little guys, you know, these little companies are the ones to bring in those guys and stuff like that. So but it's like you gotta aim for better, you know. When 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 you get to those indies and stuff like that, you're looking for companies, you know, like MCW and you know PPW and you know what I mean. Like there's a couple indies that are out there that are making noise. You know what I mean. So it's just like, man, how do I get on those shows? I want to be part of those shows because those shows comes with a lot of eyes, a lot of attention, you know, and then that's going to be beneficial for you with everything. You know, to selling T-shirts, to selling merchandise, to to everything. You know, it's it all makes better. Well, off. I'm kind of curious. PPW roster is huge. Uh, could you name a couple guys on there that you would love to have the opportunity to work with? On the roster, man, I, I'll go up with any of them. You know what I mean? I'll go up with any of those guys. Um, certain guys that I don't care to work for, like SPF and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've just been in the ring with them so many times. You know what I mean? And, and they irritate the shit out of me. <laughs> As you can tell from my last match with Gangrel and stuff like that, they just irritate me. 
You know what I mean? But but as far as the roster goes, yeah, man, I, I'd like to tear it up with any of those guys. I'd like to get in there with, with Navarro. I'd like to get in there with Encore. You know what I mean? Just because I'm the big guy doesn't mean I can't go. You know what I mean? As I proved it in, in the, the three-minute match that we had with uh, with the Dark Order. Um, <clears throat> but I like I like to get in there with Mike Orlando. You know what I mean? Um, basically anybody, man. You, you line that whole roster up. Joey Martinez, you know, even down to, you know, to the undercard guys, Tim Theory and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'll get in there with any of those guys. They PPW, they, they offer good wrestlers. So it's just like, I know if, if they're on the show, they're somewhat decent. Well, Mike Freeland is a huge South Philly Spinus fan. I do. I like him. I, there, there's something about these guys that just – it just kind of jumps through the camera. And I don't know. I'm going to have to probably buy some merchandise at some point in time. I'm a mark. Hey, I, as, hey man, they're, they're doing their thing. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying I don't like wrestling with them. You know what I mean? They irritate me. You know what I mean? Totally understand. You know what I mean? If I'm booking my match, I'm not booking me in South Philly's finest. I'm booking me and someone else, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I love those guys, you know, personally as, you know, in the back. And, you know, those those guys are great guys and they market themselves well. You know what I mean? But as far as in the ring goes, no. Man, get out of my ring. Uh, I've known them for quite some time. And when they're out in front of the, ca- the cameras, you can only take them in little doses. Yeah. Yeah. Small doses. Yes. Uh, just kind of as we kind of wrap things up here, I, I want to share this memory because this memory is etched in my brain. It was Survivor Series. I want to say 1993. You got the head shrinkers out there and they're eating a turkey yeah. and they're ripping this thing apart. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, oh, my God, like just the visual <laughs> made me say, I never want to be on the other side of that. That's how believable that they did that. And I yeah. mean, um, I'm sure that that's something that you're, you're familiar with, but just, just that, the, the way they presented themselves was just terrifying to me. Um, I bet that a lot of people get laughs out of that. Just, hey, did you see the reaction on such and such? But they are were so good at what they did and so believable with what they did. Um, such a huge fan of Yokozuna and, and what he contributed. And so many people say um, arguably one of the top three big best big men of all time oh, yeah. just with what he could do athletically and just his kind heart. Um, that seems to be something when it comes to the Samoans, that kind heart, hard work ethic, and just puts it all out on the line. Yeah. Yeah, man, we, that's the way we were raised. You you know what I mean? You're only on this earth a limited amount of time, right? Everybody's on borrowed time. We never know when our last match is, so we got to give it out every time we get out there. You know, you never know. You never know. You know, we, I've lost a lot of people too early, even in my family. You know, and, and I bet you that their last match, I bet you they, they could still be happy with those matches, you know? So it's just like, you got to give it out. You, you never know when it's the end. You never know when it's your last hurrah. So, man, just leave your mark. We're so excited to see you this Saturday night. Guys, if you have not gotten your tickets, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go over to ppwwrestling.com right now as you hear my voice. So super easy. Go up, click on the shop button. There's going to be a picture of the Blue Meanie. Click on the Blue Meanie. It's where you can buy your tickets. Go ahead and enter how many you would like in. Credit card information, done. Don't be one of those people that says, oh, I'll get some at the door. 
there might not be any at the door. And the way things are headed right now, there won't be. So assume that everything is going to be gone. Get your tickets now, ppwwrestling.com. It's going to be September 11th, Saturday night. They got a big fan fest that's going to be happening. Fan fest, you get to meet the stars, get autographs, everything. It is going to be an incredible, incredible day. Yeah, absolutely. And we also have the seminar, too. We're having a seminar earlier in the day, you know, um, and, a, and a quick quick plug for the dojo, you know, um, the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Performance Center, is, which is where PPW does their events, which is where I train my students. It is a, a, a state-of-the-art facility. I'm very proud of it. Um, we train our guys very hard, you know, and, and they work very hard in there. Um, but the facility itself is state-of-the-art. There's nothing like it in the entire country. Uh, we have a full full gym. We have a full amateur uh, wrestling room. We have MMA training, boxing training. We got world class um, Olympic trainers in there. Um, it, it really has everything that you could need as far as the performance level goes. Um, we have it all. We got you know chiropractors. We got um, massages in there. We we got saunas in there, tanning beds. We got pro wrestling in it, and it's the only gym um, in in the country um, that features pro wrestling on a, on a main scale like this, you know? So it's, I'm very proud of it. Um, haven't really gone too public with it yet, but we're gonna start tonight. So you can check me out on Facebook and stuff like that. Come check out the training center. Um, when you come out to the show and the fan fest and stuff like that, pull me aside, ask me to take a tour. It, it was a great, great facility. It was a great place to learn, um, to learn your craft and to get you on your road to success. That's awesome. That's so cool what you're doing for the next generation, my friend, as you are right now still kicking butt, taking names, and can't wait to see what's the next thing for you as well. Thank you, guys. It's a, it's a pleasure being on tonight. Um, and, man, I look forward to, to seeing you guys again on at the show. And, man, big cast, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, I hope well you... Alpha, I got one last question before we uh, say hurrah. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hot, tub, right? hot tub time machine. You can go back in the time, and man, you can go to any wrestling match, and I'm sure you've got plenty you can think about. Yeah. Take somebody out of the match and put yourself in. Ooh. What match would it be and why? Man. Yeah, this question here for you, all your lineage, all your, you man. know, all your family, your friends, the people you grew up with, I've got to know what match this is going to be. Wow. It's like an SAT question. I feel like we should we should give people more time. What match? Just one match. I gotta I gotta pick someone out and put myself in. Kick them out. You know you're better than they are. Come on, just kick them out. Man, um, hmm. What do I do? What do I do? Which match would I pick? I would have to. I don't know, man. This is this is really hard. This is a really hard question. I've never really been asked ask anything that stumps me like this. Because I don't want to say something, you know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I don't want to take the easy way out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, I would take out... Um, who would I take out? Man, I don't know. I think I would take out... Uh, I'd have to wrestle The Undertaker, man. I would have to take Ooh. someone out of it. I would have to get that Undertaker match at a WrestleMania moment or something like that. Like, I think that's the way I would go. That is a good selection, my friend. Yeah. Well, we are all excited to see you. You will always be the head of our table, my friend. 
man, thank you guys. Thanks for having us, or thanks for having me. Um, and I look forward to seeing everybody at PPW's 8th anniversary show. Yeah. All right. See we'll talk Saturday. to you down the road. Yes, sir. And make sure you check out my Pro Wrestling Tees page and buy all your Alpha Junior merch, too. Ooh, we're going to plug all of that as well. Everybody will be able to find that. All the links will be up. So buy that merch. Yes, sir. Buy that merch. It's how we eat. It's how we eat. It's how I feed my kids. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Take bye. care. Thanks. Wow. That was Man. cool. That was cool. Damn. There's a tip of the iceberg. That's it with him. There's we've got so much more we can go. There's so okay. I'm actually a flabbergasted. I'm tongue tied. It's so cool to be able to just. It, it's like he's an encyclopedia, and you're just thumbing through these pages, and you've got like 77 chapters left, and you're like, where do I even go? Because he just, it's all there. So, man, we we could have talked about with him, you know, when he grew up with pops going to these shows in the 80s you know oh man his football career so much but- well there's more there's more meat on the bone and trust me he will be coming back as well because people like that you cannot stop picking their brain now and speaking of picking brains man i i hope we are all ready because we got done talking to bobby fish moments ago mm-hmm now we got off a junior. Yep. Next up, we have another top talent. And this is just Monday, guys. We got Noah Keikoa. And we're going to bring him right in the studio right after this quick-ish commercial break. Quickish. Don't go anywhere. This will be quickish. It's a new word. Pennsylvania on Saturday, September 11th, PPW Wrestling turns eight, live from Signature Training Academy in Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. Come see former WWE superstar Matthew Adams, a.k.a. Murphy, Undisputed Era's Bobby Fish, Enzo and Cass, Juventud Guerrera, Kona Reeves, Ace Austin, Mercedes Martinez, and much, much more. Tickets are on sale right now at PPWWrestling.com ppwrestling.com we talked about before earlier on the show it doesn't change go on over ppwrestling.com click the shop button and after you do that you're going to see a picture of my good friend the blue meanie all you got to do is click on the meanie you can do the little dance if you want while you do it and find out how many tickets you want put the number in there put your credit card information and you're done don't be one of those people who says i wish i would have or one of those people that says well i'll get tickets at the door don't be one of those people. Get your tickets now at pprestling.com. Yeah, and well, are you ready, Freeland? Let's do it. Save the best for last. Here he comes. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Mr. Noah Koa. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing, Can sir? Can you guys hear me? Yep. Oh, I'm doing Indeed. fantastic. Thanks for asking. Awesome. So, 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 how are you doing on this fine night? Oh, it's actually a very beautiful night here. I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, just finished a long day of work, but you know, enjoying it. How about so yourself? It, How's everything going? I just saw Alpha Junior was on there. Yeah, we just guy. got done having 
off a junior and this is the big buildup because this coming Saturday night, I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than this. The eighth anniversary show. We are super excited and we're super excited that you're going to be a part of it as well. Right, right. My very first independent show, PPW, September 11th. I'm excited, man. Man, PPW, if you just look at the card, they, they went and signed all you guys like right talent. out of the door, just, talent just right out of the door. Of and man, we were talking to Bobby Fish earlier. Now we're talking. Oh, what to a great you. guy as well. Yeah, how are yep. you going to feel first night out the door to get back to some good old indie professional wrestling? <laughs> man, uh, I'm actually really excited for this. Uh, like I said, this is my very first event, indie wrestling event. Um, ever since for like seven years, I, I believe, almost seven years ago. I started at the WWE Performance Center 2014. And yeah, it's an exciting night, exciting, exciting weekend to be a part of all this. And just just the talent a part of the show, like, you know, I, I've known them for a very long time. I've known a few of them, Bobby Fish. I've worked with Bobby Fish all around the world. Uh, Enzo and Cass, they were there when I was first over there. So it's going to be a a little reunion. You know, when it comes to wrestling, the, in this phrase has been used so much, but the, um, the proverbial door, what are they referring to it these days? The, um, the door is open now. I mean, all different promotions seem to be working with each other, which is exciting because now there's so many opportunities where everybody can kind of cross over and work with each other. Talk a little bit about what that's like now that you are free. The handcuffs are off. You can do what you want, where you want, how you want, and the sky's the limit on your potential. I mean, you just built that up perfectly fine for me. It it sounded great. Uh, Yeah. Like you said, I'm free now. I get to, go and do what I want to do. You know, I don't have to answer to nobody. I, I'm I'm my own manager. I'm my own boss, you know? And I get to go in there and boss people around because I've learned for seven years from some of the best coaching staff that, I, that has to have offer around this world. And now I get an opportunity to wrestle some names that I've never got to wrestle in my lifetime. So it's going to be a very interesting, interesting next few years, to say the least. You know, you had mentioned before, we'll touch upon this, you know, the way you were trained and, and the people, the, the learning tree that you got to set under. So many people would give their their left arm to be able to have that kind of experience. Talk a little bit about what that was like and, and the conversations you had with people who trained you. Man, I mean, the very first person I, I was introduced to was Alpha, Alpha Senior, uh, Pops, Alpha Junior's father. And, uh, I met him when I was about 17 years old in Mineola, Florida at the Wild Samoan Training Center. Um, just learning, being able to learn from him and the knowledge that he had to offer all of us, his kids, was just simply amazing. It's a one, like, you know, it's a once in a lifetime thing. You have a Hall of Famer, a legend over there coaching you, helping you out. And then you get signed at a young age. I was 22 years old, getting signed and learning from guys like Norman Smiley, Robbie Brookside, Terry Taylor, um, Matt Bloom, Scott Scott Garland, Scotty Tuhati, Steve Carino. I mean, the list goes on, Sarah Amato. It's just so much great coaching staff 
to offer, you know, knowledge. And then you have other guys coming in from different walks of life and they're helping out coaching. So it's just so much knowledge that you get to gain from all of that. You know, it's interesting. Whenever we talk to people, the the big thing that I always take away from conversations is you have this vast amount of information and training and experience and all of this now. And it's like you've been acquiring all of this. And when you finally get the training wheels taken off and you get to be you and you get to do what you want to do and do wrestling the way you want to see it being done. And you can right. look back and, and look at the people who trained you and say, ah, oh, that makes sense why they said this or why they said that. Is there oh, yeah. anything more gratifying to know that you have been overprepared than anything else? I mean, no, to be honest, that that's knowledge is, is power. You know, the more you get, you know, the more you learn, the better you are, the more comfortable you are, the more uh, confidence you have in your abilities to go and perform in front of people, you know? Uh, that's that's all you gain in front of from these coaches and everything that they have to offer over there. From the, the day you stepped into a training facility to where we are now in 2021, how have you changed as a person, meaning the way your mindset is, the way you look at things, your perceptions of things, the way you understand things? Um, if you could talk to the version of you seven years ago, what kind of advice would you give that person? Uh, you know, I would. Hmm. Actually, that's a really good one. Uh, I've learned a lot on the way and I would just tell him, you know, just stay motivated, stay hungry. Have that killer instinct when you're whenever you're inside that ring it's killer instinct you know that's how, that's how i feed my family that's how i put money on my table so i got to make sure i go out there and perform to the best of my abilities top standards you know uh but yeah just that's what i would say you know i have nothing to regret from these past seven years i've enjoyed all of it that i've been a part of you know i got to see some of the greatest stuff that i've ever never dreamed about, you know? So. Well, compare the going to an indie show and being a part of that to being a part of a bigger stage, like an NXT. What are the differences right. in the locker room, you know, preparing for the, for the show and the matches preparing for the fans in general? Uh, I, to be honest, I haven't really worked that many indie shows. So, uh, I'm actually really interested to see how it's going to differ. But uh, like I've been around so many locker rooms. You go in there, you're humble, you know, you respect, be respectful, you know, just always go the extra mile. And, you know, we're all good off to a set sailing, you know. That, I, I could definitely tell that you were trained uh, by Pops. You know, the respect thing is there. And it just oozes out of you, just like yeah. just like with Oppa Junior and and everybody else that you know I've known that's been trained by Pops. Yeah. So how, obviously, I mean, Pops has helped us out so much. He he's taught us so much. But yeah, family and always remember where you come from is one of the biggest things that he has preached to us in the past. You know, you take care of one of another, one of each other. So. So you're out there now, you're free to do what you want. How important is right. it that 
social media is out there. I mean, you're at a show, you have an amazing match. All of a sudden people are tweeting about it. It's a hashtag. All of a sudden it turns into a meme. All of a sudden it's on Facebook. Um, we were talking to Alpha Jr. about this, about how exciting that is because nowadays, literally seconds after you get out of the ring, it's already a conversation all over the world. So are you a person who keeps their pulse on what's happening with social media as soon as you climb out of the ring? And what's that like uh, finding out what other people think about your matches? Oh, man, I've seen some really crazy stuff on social media over time. <laughs> Good and bad. But I mean, I don't I don't really read into it. Maybe yeah, in the beginning, you kind of think about it. But then like once you start growing and figure out yourself, it's like, nah, I, I, I like social media, but I don't, I'm not worried about what other people have to say about me, you know, because I know that I'm going in there and I'm doing what I do best. So there's a big, like we were talking about before, big, big night that's coming up on this Saturday night, September the 11th. It is the eighth anniversary show brought to you by PPW Wrestling. Go to PPWWrestling.com, get your tickets. It is going to be awesome. Tell us. What is your emotions going to be like heading into uh, Saturday night? I mean, it's already at a high right now. I'm actually, this whole week is getting ready to be a big, big extravaganza. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm excited to go out there to Pennsylvania, uh, get, get out of Florida forever. You know, I've been here for a while now, so I'm ready to get out. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait. Outside of your big match, obviously, you know, at uh, at PPW, what, what are some other people that you'd like to work with as well? Is there anybody that's on your short list that you're saying to yourself, you know what, I need to step it in the ring with one of these guys? Is there any names that come to mind? Uh, yeah, there's actually a few. Um, I wouldn't mind getting in the ring with Enzo again. You know, Enzo's got a loud mouth. I always got something to say, so... You know, Ooh. I can shut them up. Yeah. Wow. That's real. That's a real one. And you can't Anybody teach that. Anybody it doesn't matter. You can't teach that. No. I've heard him so many times say that. It's, it's not, he ain't even a real one. Wow. May, maybe we might have to have a face-off one of these days if a match is announced between the two of you because I feel like there is some – there's something there. There's some bread and there's some butter, and uh, he might want to check his microphone at the door. Yeah, he should. He rubbed me the wrong way when I first got to the PC, so, you know, got a little grudge on him. Well, I tell you what, Mr. Uh, Amore, you better be careful because PPW Saturday night, watch your P's and Q's because we got a good-looking dude right here who uh, he not only has the gift to gab, but the fist that'll jab. Am I right with that? Hey, PC, uh, yeah, you're damn right, Mike. Well, well, Noah, I love to sit there and ask this question. No, not this question again. Why hey, hey. do you continue to ask uh -oh. this question? Uh -oh. He doesn't want this question. He doesn't want this question. He's hey, going to hey. end this interview. No, shoot. Hey. Go ahead, shoot it. Hey, shoot if it. this question was good enough for Appa Jr., it's good enough for him. Here we go. All right. Okay. Hot tub time machine. You can go back in the time to any wrestling match in history. Take somebody out and insert you and your talents in the match, what would it be and why? Take You said take somebody out. 
Yes, You're kicking and, somebody to the curb. And putting you in that match with the other person or persons. <laughs> That's a hard one. I can't even think about that coming right off the back. Uh, shoot. Hmm. Let me just give you some examples here. So we've been told Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage, WrestleMania 3. Some people want to kick out Savage. Some people want to kick out Steamboat. We've heard Rock Hogan before. Who else have we heard? Uh, that's um, probably that's probably be that'd probably be one. I kick out Hogan. Me versus Rock, WrestleMania. Whoa. In this case, you're gonna be the hungry lion now, and uh Dwayne will be the old guy, so you're gonna have to the old guy. You're gonna have to yep. put, put the smack I, on I him. I got to meet Dwayne when I was uh when I was 17 years old at office place. That was my first time getting to meet him, and you know I I always looked up to the dude when I was younger. That's he's one of the main reasons that I I uh, wanted to become a professional wrestler in the first place. Uh, so it was it was it was awesome. But you know if that opportunity comes where I get to get in the ring with him, huh, I'm not gonna say no. Hey, friendship goes to the side. At the end of the day, it's about making money. And if he's ready to exactly. go, I guarantee you're ready as well. <laughs> yep, that's a, that's for sure. We are absolutely so excited. It's going to be a huge night on Saturday night. But you know what? It's not just about that. It's not only about the Fan Fest, meeting the fans, all of that kind of stuff. Where can people find you? Where can they buy your merchandise? Where can they get a hold of you? Give uh, everybody I'm the details. I'm starting to come out with some... I'm actually uh, getting ready to come out with some merchandise very soon. But if they want to find me, they can find me on Instagram. Uh, Noah Koa or Noah Pang Pachis, shoot name. Uh, I also have a Twitter. It's still Kona Reeves, but getting that changed soon. Uh, Facebook as well. Get back, get with me at Noah. We are so, so excited. We will make sure if you keep us updated, we will continue. We'll push that merchandise and let people know where to find you and where to get their stuff. Hey, thank you so yes, much for sir. carving some time out tonight. We're really excited about this weekend. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, Noah, thanks. I'll see you Saturday. All right, Rick. Take care, guys. See ya. Wow. Wow. Very cool. This has been a great night. This has been a great night, top to bottom. Uh, I don't think I could pick, if I had to, which was my favorite segment of tonight's show. We started off with Bobby Fish, which was awesome, and then we went to Offa Jr., which was awesome, and then now we finished this one. I, it, that's what makes wrestling so good, is getting to know all of these people, their personalities, where they're going to go, the forbidden door is open, where could somebody show up, you don't know. If last hey. night was any clue, you never know. Oh, don't don't make me start talking about that. Don't make me. Just saying, just saying. Wrestling is as hot as it's been, and, and you and I, I don't want to date us, uh, but we I hope were, you don't want to date us. We, we <laughs> Megs and Kelly might be a little a little. That upset. might be a problem. That might be a problem. You're but, right. But but then again, they might be looking for a reason to ditch us. This is a good point as well. Hey, there's two sides to every story, my friend. Um, that's what makes wrestling so exciting right now because you and I were around at the peak of uh, the they call it the Attitude Era, whatever you want to call it, the Monday Night Wars, when things were just at a fever pitch where you know it was all over the magazines and it was all over the internet and it was so exciting. And 
Now I feel like we're getting back to that now. And, and like I said earlier, you know, with, with IWTV or with Fight or with anything, these promotions have the ability to put their shows, their pay-per-views on and really highlight and focus on the talent that's out there. So, you know what, the sky's the limit. 2021, I feel like, is going to be known in history as the year that everything started to take off once again. We, we are, what's old is new again, and what's was hot is hot again now. Exactly. And, man, just these past couple months with you got me back in the wrestling full swing. Uh, got me more involved. Got me to sit there into places I never thought I'd be. You know, just like everybody always says, just when you think you're out, you get pulled back in. And, man, this podcast, Jerry, Mikey, you pulled me right back in. And I could not be more grateful to be part of this you know, with you guys, with Jerry, with Mikey, and with the great listeners we have that DM me, you know, text me, hey, check out, check out this person. I love to have him on the podcast. And man, I send messages out. Why? Because without you guys, Freeland and I are just here talking to ourselves. We're 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 just two people having a conversation and. I don't know. I feel like in a lot of ways, we're a lot like PPW. And here's where I mean by that. At the end of the day, PPW is all about the fans. That is, they take care of the boys and girls and the fans. And I feel like in a lot of ways, that's what we want to do for our listeners. We want to make sure that each and every week we provide really good content, great interviews. Uh, We want you to get a little bit of behind the scenes to who these people are. We want you to be able to understand what their journey is, where they're at now, and where they're going to be going. Um, it's so exciting. And as much as you're happy to be a part of of what me, Mikey, and Jerry had originally started, we're happy to have you. Um, in life, it's all about a team effort. And I know how much work you put into this. And, and this is completely um, – I'm shooting with you here because you do a great job. But – I also want to share some love for some people who've taken care of us over the the months and the years as well. Shining Wizards podcast, they've been good to us, absolutely. Kate Hensler, uh, Fightful has been very, very good to us. Remember those who take care of you as well. So we are uh, very, very excited. Man, and just uh, a little throwback. Everybody wanted to know what got Future Stars now going. Mm -hmm. It was a little seminar that you had put together freeland it was you trent zaberry uh tony from shining wizards you know all their talking you know just bullshitting and the only thing that i'm not saying the only thing the main thing that stuck in my mind is what can your podcast what can you do to make it stand out different from everybody else and that's what got my mind rolling for Future Stars now. Everybody's talking about, oh, Impact. Oh, the legends. You know, 30 years from now, some of them might not even be here. Let's talk about the here and now and get, get the future going. And then that's when I pitched that idea to you. And I'm, you know. I, I love the concept because you're right. I, and don't get me wrong. I love the nostalgia. It's fun to go down memory lane with people from the 80s and the 90s. I I get that completely. And I enjoy it. But there's only so much of that you can enjoy. There's only so much rehashing of stuff that's already happened. What I personally like 
is I like the fact that we're focusing on who these huge stars are going to be in the future. The people who are going to be on the precipice of greatness. And through it, came up with the idea. We started talking and we started getting a hold of people. And here we are now. We're talking to the future. Stone Colds, Rocks, this, that, Lita's, Edges, Christians, all of these people. We are talking to all of them right now. And one day people will be doing podcasts and say, oh, remember when these guys? So you know it all comes full circle. But Future Stars Now is where it is. This is the place to be. Hop on the train right now because where we are going, there are no rules. There is no governor. And it's going to be damn exciting. And I love the brand that we that you, Mikey, and Jerry created, Front Row Material. There it is right there. You've seen it before. And it's funny. A lot of people had wondered how did the name come about. I'll even give you a little insight on this. The three of us were kicking around ideas. And Jerry said, I think this was actually Jerry who named the show. He goes, you know, and Mikey's going to give me grief if, if somehow he was a part of it. But I believe as the story goes, I then got the phone call. Our show is front row material, meaning you want to be in the front row. That's what you want. That is the whole premise of what the show was concept is. You're going to sit in the front row because you want to make sure you don't miss anything. So there you yeah, go. That's the brand now. And, and from that brand, you know, we have FRM pod for hour two where we interview some of the bigger established stars. FSN future stars now at eight o'clock on Tuesday nights. Then you would put together a ECW-esque band of misfits for a panel. Indeed they are. And you guys talk topics and you guys straight shoot. Yeah, we you don't know? hold back. We, we talk about from a fan's perspective what you liked, what you didn't like, what you agreed with, what you didn't agree with. You know, we all come from different perspectives. I'm just the moderator. I typically keep my opinions to myself, but I let the panel talk about from a fan's perspective what they thought. What did they think happened on NXT? Did they like it? Did they not like it? What about Raw, SmackDown, Impact, Dark, Elevation, um, Dynamite, Rampage? What is your thoughts? And we like to think that we are on the pulse of what the average wrestling fan thinks as well. Yes, and man, I just can't wait to continue with our relationships with not only these indie talent, but also the indie promotions. We've got two under our belt right now, AAW, PPW. We have so much more in the works. Yeah, we have people we're, we're getting back a hold of. We're trying to figure different stuff out between the RIT and Kate uh, being at these events and then me being here in the studio. We are going to be putting together some amazing uh, wrestler red carpet premieres before the actual show happens, and all of it is going to be brought to you here on this channel. So, well, Freeland, yes. night one in the books. One down, five to go. Trying to show my hand. This is where the power lies. Okay. Wow. Get it? Remember that? Well, guys, make sure you tune in tomorrow night. On our regularly scheduled FRM pod. Yes. Eight o'clock, we got the Deshaun Pratt. You Deshaun guys might, Pratt. You guys all might know him from his CZW uh, video 
that was viral in the mid to early 2000s. Should we say the word viral in this day and age? I mean, like, with the last... It's viral. It's kind of, yeah. Okay. Could, could be worse. Could and be. Then, at, then at 9 o'clock, we've got the amazingly talented, absolutely beautiful high end. Mm-hmm. She's been everywhere. Uh, AAW all over the world. She's one of the top premier female wrestlers in the business right now. We're going to get a chance to sit down, talk to her, catch up, and find out what's on her mind. And then, of course, we're going to be talking and hyping PPW this Saturday, September 11th in Broadsville, PA. Okay, that's my best. What? 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 Did you- going on there i I, I was trying my paul my paul impersonation it just didn't work very well coming up this saturday september the 11th no it go to ppwwrestling.com uh we're we're a bunch of goofs but go to ppwrestling.com um it's so super easy once you get to the website click shop once you click shop you're going to click on a picture of the blue meanie he has uh, where it says buy tickets, buy your tickets. Once you do that, it's going to ask you what quantity of tickets you want. Go ahead and put that in there. Put your credit card information in there and be done with it. Do not be one of those people who says, oh, you know what? I'll get tickets at the door. Hey, there may be, but let's plan on there not being. Because as of last week, they were pretty doggone close to being sold out. I mean, it was like 60 to 70%. We don't know where we stand right now but they're going fast and furious. You want to make sure you get your tickets, but not only is it tickets for the show, there's going to be a seminar that's going to be uh, run by the formerly known as Buddy Murphy from the WWE. And then there's going to be a fan fest that's going to be going on autographs, pictures, all of that kind of stuff. And then leading up, you're going to have the show. That's going to be the show of all shows Join us here on this channel for the countdown to the very first match to the bell rings for the first time with me, the Rid, and Kate Hensler. Yes. And hey, speaking of Fast and Furious, these shirts. Oh, I'm telling you right now, if you want to get one of those snazzy, sna- that's the word of the day, kids, snazzy. One of these snazzy, sh- don't do that. Don't, oh my God. Wait, look at you. Are you going to ZZ top that thing? Are you like going to let that, like how long is your wife going to let you allow that to grow? Because this is as far as Meg's is going to allow me. This right here, this is it. This is it. Are you just going to keep? It's because you're on a budget for, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. No, I understand. Uh, I understand. You already let one of my secrets go, but. We're gonna we're gonna let that go. I don't, I don't remember who I told that secret to. Well, mm-hmm. oh, the uh, the whole audience is what you did one oh, night. Never mind, Dan Barry. Mm-hmm. Dan Barry. Anyway, you look good. It's good to see you. I'm glad life is treating you well, and I'm glad life is treating all of you well on this Monday evening. Uh, once again, huge week this week. Don't go anywhere. Keep following us. Hit the follow button. If you know a wrestling fan who would enjoy the product that we are putting out here, tell them just to hit that follow button. Uh, also follow us and hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page. Ritster, tell them everything that's on our YouTube page. Oh man, we have 34 videos from dating back to the Cult of Beardo days to FSN to FRM, we've got Sabu, we've got uh, Sean Waltman, we've got Ken Shamrock, you know, we've got Andy Hedder, we've got Darius Carter, Missa Kate, one of my favorites, PP Poo Poo, Erica Lee, Honk Honk, man, we've got so many 
check them out. Chris Van Vliet. Yes, Chris Van Vliet. I tell you what, that was a great interview. And speaking of which, our buddy Chris Van Vliet will be at PPW this Saturday. He'll be able to talk to you and our wonderful colleague, Kate Hensler. Hey, I'm going to be there taking notes, asking how can we do better? How can I do better personally? Chris has got the answers. He has to. Yeah. He's got great hair, though. I mean. Did you see him on the PPW uh, poster? I did. I saw that. That man has got suns out, guns out, shirtless. Good Lord. He's stunning. He's a stunning specimen of of a human being. Wait, I, we, okay, a man can compliment another man and say, that is a good-looking man, right? I can say that. I'm jealous. I'm, are you kidding me? I'm extremely jealous. Hey, but this is just night one. We've got four more days, five more days to get jealous, and you can't teach none of them. You definitely can't teach us because we don't know what we're doing. For the Ritster, for myself, for everybody who joined us tonight, obviously Bobby Fish from the Undisputed Era, obviously from Afa Jr., who is a monster of a man. And what was our final interview? Noah Keikoa, former NXT star. Oh, it just keeps getting better. Guys, I promise I'll stop talking right now. For everybody here, for the Ritster, I'm Mike Freeland. We'll catch you tomorrow night.